0: From the Los Angeles underground, it's time for your new favorite podcast, The Superiority Complex.
1: It's like honey in your ear holes.
0: Welcome back to The Superiority Complex, everyone, your new favorite podcast. It is another beautiful week here. Uh, Guys, good to see you. We're actually doing it remotely today. Jake feeling a little under the weather.
2: A little under the weather. (coughs)
0: He's got a little bit of a cough, and uh, mm. he swears it's not COVID. No, not sure.
3: an, it ain't. It ain't COVID.
0: I'm not gonna lie. I have had a cough for on and off since the middle of summer, that I just mm, cannot. I cannot. That I cannot. It goes away. It returns. Goes away. Returns. I don't know what it I is.
3: Mean, I, I could show. I could show up if y'all want. But I feel like I've had a cough for like the past two years. But... Uh,
0: wow. I I, I, I just got rid of. Um,
3: I'm thinking of your guys' best. Well, I just got my COVID
0: booster, so I'm, uh, I was exhausted yesterday. Got it on Boosted, Monday. Baby. Go out and get your booster. Uh, there, you know, Just trust the science behind it, and that's it. That's all I've spoken. I don't want to argue about it. Just go get your booster. Okay, thanks. John, did you get your booster?
2: I got it three weeks ago.
0: How do you feel, man?
2: Great. I, I was like you the first day after. I was a little achy, but then it was gone, and I was good as new. Do yeah, um, yeah. superpowers? I have superpowers. Nice. Right, I'm now. Ra- I'm becoming radioactive.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, you're. What well, you're...
4: about a motivator to get the vaccination? Right.
0: What if your superpower was you were really good at tomcatting around?
4: Oh, corn <laughs> oh, dogging around. Wait
0: wait, wait, wait. wait. I forgot what the original one was. Was it horn dogging. It was horn dogging. Horn dogging and tomcatting. <laughs> and
4: we changed it to tomcatting and horn dogging.
2: <laughs> yeah. Cornholing. That's a whole different thing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, that's, you got th- there, was, there was a great running gag on, um, on Arrested Development about cornholing. It was great. Um, all right. Well, welcome, guys. We're in for the – uh, pot- oh, so if you're looking – for those of you at home that don't know, so we're all in our individual houses. I'm in, down in the uh, game room. Uh, you know, uh, John's obviously in the Batcave. Uh, Jake's in you know, his palatial spread. And uh, today, Justine and, and uh, Patrick are sharing a microphone. Yep. And uh, they're not used to this, but uh, they're, like, talking to each other silently during the, during the podcast. It's adorable. They're both playing. Patrick's playing Battlefield 2042. Justine is obviously playing uh, her, the expansion to Animal Crossing right now. She's probably redecorating someone's home, giving them a home yep. gym or something.
1: Actually, she is. I'm working outside.
0: What are you doing? Um, Whoa. I just
1: finished a job.
0: Oh, nice. So that's precisely what you were doing. I was able to predict what you were doing.
1: Yeah, it was a solid
0: gas. You you did good. Uh, Shout out to Justine, who a week ago sent me a text. Uh, Well, uh, a week after I told her, I said, hey, we need wheat, uh, she sent us tomatoes. um, And (laughs) we're like, oh, yeah, we have those. Uh, Thanks, Justine, I think. And then uh, four (laughs) days ago, sends me a text. Wait, was it wheat you needed? And I said, yes, please. (laughs) Still have yet to receive it. So while you're on there right now... Why don't wow. you go ahead and send that to me?
3: He can turn
1: around
0: and go get it. I can just turn around and get it right now while we're doing it, and then you know. Think. I
1: have wheat, but I don't have the starter. Don't you want the starter? Just
0: send a send wheat. I can plant the wheat.
1: Okay. God damn it! Get the boys wheat. <laughs> I don't want Shit. to now. <laughs>
0: Was it, wait, was it wheat you needed? Yes, nothing. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> <laughs> oh, wheat, okay. Seeing,
1: I kept seeing potatoes, sugar, sugar
0: cane. Like, yeah. And I asked Nicole, I go, did Justine Did Justine send you wheat? She's like, no, she didn't send me wheat. Well, I,
1: so I was going to, she never responded, but I sent them tomatoes. So I'm like, maybe they needed something else. <laughs> I, can't, I don't know. And then I thought, maybe... She doesn't share that mailbox with you. Wheat. Welcome to, welcome to my life. Wheat. Like, cool.
0: Just send us like four, three pieces of wheat. I'll give one to Nicole. I'll start a couple. I can send 20. I have 20
1: right now.
0: Perfect. We'll get, a, we'll get a whole wheat field going. We're doing it in plots of nine. Best way to plant your crops. Let's not talk about it too long. By the way, last week, a record, I cut about 40 minutes out of the podcast. I don't know if you noticed it, yeah, John, it when look. you listen. Yeah, could you tell? Yeah, it was. I I know. I noticed immediately.
2: No, no, you did a good job of editing. But I thought, wasn't there like another hour's worth of Animal Crossing talk?
0: <laughs> there was an hour's thought, worth. There was an hour's worth of Animal Crossing and an hour's worth of cats. Well, we talked about the cats.
3: People, the people need to know about Animal Crossing, and especially so you sent me, uh,
2: cats. You sent me. Yeah, good move. <laughs> good move, Jake. Uh, it's funny because you did a good job editing. I couldn't tell where you cut it out, and then you sent me that little link. that was like a little. Here's what it looks like to play Animal Crossing. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So what did you think? So I thought, okay. So this is like very zen. This is like meditating. This is like yes. to calm you. This is to calm your mind because it's just a lot of walking around and p- picking out, you know, wallpaper patterns <laughs> yes. and shit. You know? Yes. Like, all exactly. right. So exactly. this is just like uh, it's not quite like a cult, but it is relaxing, probably. Right? Yes. 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 John yes. Gets it. It
0: now. You get it now. Mm-hmm.
2: I got it, but then I. I I sent him a link back going, so I, I get it, but let me get this straight. No zombies, no Nazis, no zombie Nazis. And <laughs> Mario's all correct. <laughs> that correct.
0: I'm telling you though. sometimes at the end, yesterday, I want to tell you, when I wasn't feeling well, I put on Animal Crossing and I went down by the water and I was down and I hear the sound of the waves. I knocked out in the chair for, like, 20 <laughs> minutes, man. It just put me right to sleep. It just, like, it's so calming. It's a very relaxing game. judges you
3: about
4: the bathing suit you're
0: wearing. Yeah, that too. Yeah. And the nice thing is, like, if you play, like, I like to play first thing in the morning because it's quiet. I have my coffee. I'm just sitting there, and it's just kind of a relaxing way. Get the day started, and then I do my little island chores, and I'm ready to go to my, do my real chores.
1: Wait, you is know? your bathing suit um, shorts?
0: Okay. No, I have the Nook I have the Nook uh, wetsuit. Oh,
1: damn.
0: Yeah, yeah. I go oh, all suit. out. I go all out.
4: <laughs> and your snorkel?
0: Uh, sometimes I'll wear the snorkel. But, Don't
4: uh, talk about another man's
1: snorkel. That's inappropriate. I'll
0: tell you what, though, I did find an island that was all stars, that had the star rocks.
1: <gasps> you made it! Yeah. I haven't, I haven't made
0: it. So it's, uh, well, I, I figured it out now. I mean, obviously, but I finally figured out all the Kappen Islands are all seasonal. They're different seasons. So I went to one yesterday that was a winter, winter island, and I caught uh, snowflakes I, and, yeah.
1: I can't go on his boat anymore because I'm back in August, and it won't let me.
0: Oh, you, he's not there yet. You time traveled. He's
1: there, but he won't wake up for me.
0: You're, you're time traveled, yeah. You, you, you,
3: well, because you probably already went on those days.
1: I went once when I moved forward to November, and then now I can't even I can't even talk to him. He isn't just it, stays there by my dock.
4: Isn't it great about the, all the animal crossings?
0: It's gonna have to get cut out of- no, no, no. We're, we're that's it. We're done. Animal Crossing is done. Uh, did Did anyone watch Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings?
4: We did. I already
0: seen it. John, did you watch it? I saw it three months ago when it was in theaters. Uh, let's yeah, talk about it to the party. <laughs> what did you rank it then? I liked it. I gave it like a like a seven and a half. It was good. I'll tell you what I loved about it, John, and uh, see if you agree with me. We talked about this, and you too, Patrick and, and Justine. Uh, we've talked about this before. I hate the all CGI third act that happens in every comic book movie. I'm not mm-hmm. real big on the third act of uh, the original of uh, Spider Man um, Homecoming. I'm not real big. It really that's what killed Wonder Woman for me. That's what kept it from getting a higher score. But I think with this movie, they really just went with the mythology, and so you basically have. Uh, Water dragon fighting Cthulhu and I was like, well, you know what? I'm all in. I'm all in for this because they built their own mythology and they went in on all in on it. And I liked that. I liked I liked that it was almost a standalone Marvel movie. It was almost that's, that's
2: kind of fun. That's what I liked about Eternals. It's it's standalone. There's just about no reference to anybody else in the Marvel universe. That's kind of nice once in a while.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh I someone spoiled the Eternals in a huge way for me and uh mm, I'm probably wow. not going to see it now but uh so uh what do you rank uh Shang-Chi? I gave that I'm going to give that sucker like a like almost, I would say it's an 8 in my book. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. There aside from yeah. the questionable CGI during the bus fight. Yeah, um, you know.
4: There was some moments where the CGI was a little iffy, but I just kind of took that down to like they were recording in the pandemic and stuff like that. So they didn't have as many, you know, options i also think too that they don't i don't think they invested as much into this film because they were worried about it being successful um which is unfortunate but i really enjoyed it
0: yeah i, I would like i to thought see, it i thought would, it looked good I would, I would like to see more of this i would like Why to see you more of this to
1: the evil eye? did you watch assembled
0: no the, sim- the so, so, so the
1: production say. shut down for four months but it allowed them to keep going with their cgi mm-hmm. Which kind of confused me because I guess they kept making things better, like the guy's arm with the sword.
0: Uh-huh. Um,
1: they made it better and better because they had all that time of downtime. Yeah.
0: Um, but I mean, it's
1: not the greatest. so I kind of confused. Well, you this. know but what though, they spent a lot of time on it. Let
0: me. I know someone that worked on Black Panther, and it always comes down to their they they use so much CGI in these movies that they they never. there's never enough time. Even if you give them an extra four months, they probably still have months and months that they could spend. And
2: also, aren't they, they're using probably like five different companies to do the CGI, right? Sure. Yeah,
1: so they were doing it where uh, London would have it, and then when they finished and went to sleep, we would have it, and then when we went to sleep, Australia would have it. Like, it just kept going to different, like, people were working on it around the clock continuously.
0: Wow, I thought there was some uh, stuff that looked really good, like that fight on the outside of the building with the you yeah. know the bamboo. I thought that looked great. Um, the, that really
1: I mean, well. the arm looks good. I just think the whole you're right. The bus scene was
0: well because there's a scene where the bus comes over like one of the hills and it's totally CGI. You could tell. And then they have a car going in the other direction that's totally CGI. It's like just don't put the car in there. You know what I mean? Like, don't – just take the car out, you know? When
1: they're underground in the garage and they show the cars and the motorcycles, those are also – they look really fake, too.
0: Um, Yeah, John and I have talked about this. It's hard to do real-world stuff, tactile stuff. That we're used to. Just like it's always hard to do a person riding a horse because we've all seen – or riding an animal because we've all seen what it looks like, the physics of that looks like, and it's never right when they do it on the – on C- CGI – uh, but what yeah. did look great was that last scene with all those creatures, uh, those dragons and stuff flying around. That looked amazing. That looked great because yeah, everything on the island looked good. Here. Yeah, all that. And then I mean, that's you know
4: where they spent all their time and their money,
0: which which was great. Yeah, uh, but I I thought the martial arts fights were good. I, I liked the little cameos they did. The cameos they did were fun. Um, they did a Bruce Lee homage.
4: I thought that was
0: they did. They cool. did some nice. Uh, there were some nice touches. So yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I would say it's about an eight. What did you guys rank it?
4: Why do I have to go first? Because he's asking you. He said you guys. It's plural.
1: Ladies
4: yeah, he's, first. Justine, yeah, ladies, ladies guys, first.
3: Not Justine.
1: Uh, I would give it a. A lot of people thought it was fun. <laughs> did,
2: did you think it was fun? What did
1: you, think? <laughs> you know, I I would give it a keep wanting to say nine but
0: i'll just say eight and a half okay i thought it was really great and I, I thought they did a good job with um <clears throat> you know bringing in like the story him and his sister i thought that was good they gave him yes, a good I backstory to love more sister. yeah i loved it that's what you got at the end was like hey guess what i'm gonna make things happen um but i liked it the sister just didn't uh she was strong on her own i like that i wish she would have said more she was kind of silent I would have liked to have heard from her more, but you know it wasn't her story, I guess. But uh, uh, Michelle Yeoh was a nice surprise. It was—it's always good to see her in those. Yeah, she's been in a couple Marvel movies. Yeah, and it's but it's nice to see her in that uh, magical kind of uh, recalls like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon kind of uh, kind of thing.
2: That's the movie
0: that I was thinking the
2: most of when I was watching it. Was that? Yeah, that just the vibe, the feel, you know. Uh,
1: Which was hilarious.
0: Oh,
4: I, I, she Aquafina was fantastic. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I liked that they hinted that she was a romantic counterpart, and it worked for me. I thought she was wonderful. Um,
0: Aquafina was fun. Yeah.
4: Yeah, I thought she did a great job. Uh. I give it. I give it like an eight, though. I think it's a. It's a solid film. I want. I, I would like to see a second one. Um. And I just wish they would kind of spend a little bit more time on some of the special effects.
0: Uh, Jake, what did you uh, what did you feel?
3: Um, well, when I watched it, when we were supposed to, when it first came out, I thought it was great.
0: Right. <laughs> what did I'm you? I didn't uh, <laughs> hear that that I <laughs> what did you rank it back then? You asshole! Eight and, uh, eight and
3: a half. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say eight and a half it was solid. A yeah. lot of fun.
0: Oh, it was also great to see Tony Leung, who who was in all these early. You know, worked with, with uh, Chow Yun Fat in uh, Hard Boiled, one of my favorite John Woo movies, and it was great to see him as the dad. And also, the, I liked it, you know, you know, the villain wasn't purely a villain like all good villains. He had a motivation right. for doing what he was doing. Yeah. And uh, uh, you're right, all the best villains. You go, oh yeah, you could almost see where they're coming from. Yeah, you know? and then <laughs> wrapping up the whole thing with the Mandarin and bringing in, uh, yeah, uh, I thought yeah. that was great. You know, bringing ben, in uh, um, Ben Kingsley was a nice touch. I yeah, bringing in day. Ben Kingsley and the little. Well, he his
4: very much. That's a
1: spoiler. No,
4: he got his day. Like, they, they brought him back to it. And, like, it was nice to see that Ben Kingsley, who is an amazing actor, is playing probably the most ridiculous role in the Marvel universe. Yeah. It's just a, just a,
0: a dork, just a dorky actor. Uh, it's great. That's probably why he wants to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's fun. He's played enough. Yeah, it's fun oh, for you know, me. Oh,
4: like I get to have fun doing something ridiculous.
0: Yeah. Uh yeah, I like it. So yeah, shang Uh what else? Uh, Watch it. Uh yeah, it's on there. And and uh I'm actually going to stream uh, James Bond. It's you can actually rent it at home. I just I've oh, given cool. I've given up on trying to get to the theater. It just I just don't have the time right well, now.
2: Well, it's di- it's dicey. It's it's you have to just time it just right. I don't want to be in there with a hundred people. Yeah, I'm, so
0: I'm also just gonna. To... So for my birthday tomorrow, I'm gonna uh uh I'm gonna Nicole and I are gonna, gonna make Nicole's gonna make me a nice dinner, and uh and we're gonna watch uh, No Time to Die. No cool. No, wake Just up! Remember, it's, it's almost three hours, so make sure that you yeah, <laughs> that's why we're the, we're doing it at home. Yeah, I mean, you know, doing nice. it at home. It's nice to be able to watch at home. You can take bathroom breaks. Yep. There you go. Wake up. There you go. Wake up. No time to die. Uh, that's how That's <laughs> is that how that goes? <laughs> Nothing worse than having an itch you can't scratch. You know what I'm saying? Uh, hey. And then, of course, the sequel that hurt. Yes. Wake up. No time to die. Time to die. I was gonna tell you guys something. Like we watched something. So we, we I'll I'll post the link, but I sent the guys this week a, a link to a Dean Martin Christmas special from sixty eight that popped up mm. in my um in my uh, feed. Did you guys all watch it? Yep. Oh, you gotta watch it.
2: The thing is, Mario, I loved it and I did watch it, but I, have, I actually got that on DVD a couple of years ago. Oh, do you but really? I, but I watched it. When you sent it to me, I sat down and I watched the whole damn thing and I laughed my head off. And you're right. That last five minutes is just crazy. All those. And it's so weird because you can tell they just sort of like filmed it whenever wherever they were yeah none of it matches the audio is all over the place none of the footage matches yeah they're they, all reading off the cue cards
0: <laughs> but, yeah it was kind of cool that it was uh but but who could pull that you would never do that today and it was all like no. it was all tv and movies and uh you know god you got bob hope lucille ball you know it's like
2: tony bennett yeah and neighbors you know phil harris everybody you know
0: yeah Probably every time he had a guest, they just said, "Can you step over here for two minutes and read off this cue card?" Sure. Or you could tell, like the guys. Well, the guys from Bonanza were all on the set, and you yeah, could yeah. tell the guys from uh, Mission Impossible were all on the set too. Uh, you know? How'd you they're...
2: like? Uh, how'd you like Bob Newhart with the uh, t- the uh, bit with the Toupee return? Love it, love
0: It's <laughs> that great old Bob Newhart. Newhart. Uh, yeah, so check I'm it like out. him that young. So it's on if you just Google the Dean Martin Christmas special. You will see satanic uh, Christmas masks. they look like the masks from uh, Doctor Who. We got ten minutes. I just got the little thing. We have nine mm. minutes actually uh but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna t- well we we'll, we've been on oh we're gonna take an early break because we've only been on for ten minutes so we'll take you know, a- i was uh I was telling the others before you came on uh i that w- there was a
2: link to a um an interview with Orson Wells right after that Christmas show, and he said what happened was in sixty five NBC said to Dean Martin, "How'd you like to do a weekly variety show?" And he said, "I wouldn't I don't want to do it. I, I'm not interested." And they said, "Name, name the circumstances, and we'll make it happen." So he thought he was coming up with a way that they'd never, no network would ever come up with his conditions. He said, "I'll do it, but I don't want to have to rehearse. I don't want to come in and I just want to come in the day of the show. I don't want to rehearse the comedy bits, and I don't even want to rehearse the musical. <laughs> the musical bits. And he said, they're never going to call me back. And they said, okay, we'll do it. And he's all, I guess I'm stuck doing it. So I was telling him, I think that's my theory why he comes off like he's drunk because he's seeing that stuff for the first time. If he's singing something, it's pretty much the first time. And if he's doing a comedy sketch, you can tell he's reading it off the cue cards.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like the worst. He's like the worst Saturday Night Live guests. However,
2: he's having he's having so much fun it's contagious. They said that's why the show ran so long because he's having such a ball. It's like you want to be in on it. And why know? don't you
0: just have you you know you would just have Sinatra come in and do the Rat Pack and then you're fine. You know, he you're knows both. all
2: and he know and he knows everybody. He does that thing where they come in through the closet door. You got Johnny Carson, you got John Wayne, you got Bob Hope. Sure. He knows everybody in Hollywood. So how can you miss you sure know? Ricky
0: Nelson? Uh, speaking of which, you, Bobby. what? What'd you say?
4: <laughs> she just said Ricky Bobby, <laughs>
0: What about uh, Ricky Nelson, man? Isn't that I forgot Did, did uh, Justine like him or no? With the Pompadour in uh, Rio Bravo, I don't remember.
1: Uh, I think so. Oh, the boy.
0: Yeah, the boy. <laughs> when was when was the last time you? When was the last time you you watched uh, Rio Bravo? Who was better? Who, let, let me ask you this. What if you had put Ricky Nelson in the role that the kid got in Unforgiven? What if it would have been Ricky Nelson instead?
1: <laughs> A random song?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How about how about this? Never,
1: <laughs> Ricky Nelson has dark hair, right?
0: Yeah, he had like kind of the it was big and though.
1: And I like him better
0: though. Yeah, yeah. You put him in the role oh. that of the young kid. Uh just Ricky Nelson saying you, you shouldn't have cut up those whores. I would pay money to see that. <laughs> when he makes the
4: song out of
0: it, don't be up them. How would you like Walter Brennan instead
2: of uh, instead of, <laughs> Morgan Freeman? Instead of, oh, yeah, Morgan Freeman.
0: Oh my God. What do they call them? Great. Gumpy or Stumpy or Gimpy? Stumpy. <laughs> Stumpy. 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 I got to watch that again. I, you know what? I'm mm. not the biggest John Wayne fan, uh, but I do like Rio Bravo. There's something about that movie. <laughs> it just mm. works. Howard Hawks knows what he's doing.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think the best John Wayne movies are usually Howard Hawks, like Red River,
0: you know. Oh, yeah. Well, John Ford, I'm going I would say John Ford has gives him gives him a run for well, his money as well. S- Stagecoach
2: is what made him a star. You could put it down to one John Ford movie made him a star, you know.
0: Yeah. That's, you know, well, that's what we're here for though. We're here to critique those uh, movies. Justine, I'm very curious. I can't wait to get to Digital Movie Club. I know it's a few minutes away, but I'm very curious to see what you thought of this one. Very curious. I was going to
1: say talk. something, but. Don't ruin it.
0: i Don't ruin it, because we're all giving it tens. So I just want to see, make sure that you're giving it a 10. Got it.
4: <laughs> Noted.
0: Noted. I saw Patrick's face. <laughs> uh, and now I'm worried that Patrick isn't going to give it a 10. What? I know, but you made a. You went like this. I just stuck
4: my face. It looks like that sometimes. <laughs> That's true. You met me like I make a lot of weird faces.
0: Uh, when are you gonna go get your? When are you gonna get your your beard back? Because Jake's beating you in know, the I, beard I, I've, department. I've been
4: debating it left and right whether I'm just gonna let my mustache stay
2: or let the beard come back. I haven't decided. John
0: Sandy, be. obviously the king. John Sandy always obviously is.
2: I gotta guy. trim it. It's it's looking like Santa Claus again. I gotta trim it back.
0: No, you gotta go Santa. I got to go full Santa. Never go full Santa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever heard of a skinny Santa? Eat, <laughs> Papa. Oh, oh, okay, Mama. <laughs> I love
2: that. She, she wants him to eat. Uh, you know? Eat, oh, Papa. Okay.
0: <laughs> Whoever heard of a skinny depressed. Santa?
4: He's depressed and stressed.
0: That's he right. is because of Rudolph, because Rudolph's a jerk. That's right. He ain't got no light his way, you know? I always thought the kid, Who's the who's the coach? Who's teaching him to fly? Oh, it's Donner or something. Or Yeah, I always thought, I always thought it, that and... was Don Adams. I always thought that was Don Adams, but it's not.
2: You're right, because he's got kind of a nasal voice. Yeah. All right, from now on, we're not going to let Rudolph play any reindeer games. You know, yeah. it's like, all right, from now on, forget it. We don't even talk to him.
0: Yeah, yeah. What,
2: what a dick.
0: Sorry what? about that, Rudolph. That would have been great if it, at the end yeah. he apologized. Yeah. You know. They all apologize. Even Santa apologizes for being a dick. You know, uh, I, do like, sorry, I do like I do like I do like Santa better when he's a, a grumpy Santa like that Santa, and then Ed Asner in uh, <laughs> Elf <laughs> is, <laughs> is great when he's gonna hit him with a crowbar because uh, it's believable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's like what does him. he say? There's like 20 Tony's Pizzas, but the original one <laughs> is <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, it's great. Uh, you so may cool.
4: see gum on the floor. It's not for you. <laughs> <laughs> what?
0: A, who better? That's such a great. Yeah. Uh, God bless John Favreau. He does a good job. God bless John Favreau. He's always doing making interesting casting choices. Um, I forgot that he directed Cowboys and Aliens. No, so nobody good ever good. talks about that movie, but I, that was a pretty good movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you got it's a, like a reteaming of Bond and it's a and in, and in Indiana Jones. But now yeah, Bond is the older know. one. Or I'm sorry, now Indiana Jones is the older one. That should have been a bigger hit. I,
2: I think it kind of came and went. That should have been a hit, you know.
0: We'll review it. We'll get to it. Fascinating idea. Well, And Daniel Craig, come on. There you go. The best Bond. I can't
3: wait to, I can't wait to hear is what you really, have to say. Do you really think he's the best Bond? After Sean work? Connery. There you go. No. After, After Connery. Sean Connery. That's okay, that's fair. What?
0: Yeah. That's fair.
3: Yep. We talk about this. Yeah, it's it's time.
0: Connery, then Craig. No, no. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: Connery's then, the
0: tempting... Then Goes the temp- <laughs> <No.
4: laughs> <Because laughs> Roger Moore. No. Nope. Connery. You already lost me. You already lost me. Craig. already lost Lazenby. me. And
0: I grew up with Roger Moore, and I'm still disagreeing with you.
4: Roger Moore's number one. You mm-hmm.
0: know, Connery is the...
4: You can say all you want. Besides Brosnan, he gets all the cool gadgets.
0: Here you go. Here's yeah, here's, but it's, it's not about the gadgets. It's about the it's guy. It's
4: about the gadgets. Hey, we, the correct. we're
0: gonna we're gonna take a quick break as this heats up, and we will be right back after these messages. <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Lovely break. Did you guys have a good break?
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. He knew Damn.
0: Everything. Trivia time. We're going to go in order of the screen.
4: And everybody's screen is different.
0: And my screen, Daddy's screen. John Sandy will be first, followed by Justine, Patrick, and then Jake. Yes. John, whose two best friends are Ron Weasley and Hermione Granger? Harry Potter. Justine, what type of race in swimming combines four different swimming styles?
1: Four different, four different, like a almost like a relay thing?
0: Nope, no no, four different styles. Same person. Four different styles. Yeah. I don't know. Medley, medley. Damn it! You know that you you watch the Olympics.
1: I also was on a swim team.
0: Wow! God, you're dumb, Patrick. Everest is, <laughs> is the highest mountain in the world. What is the second highest?
4: Uh, Mount Kilimanjaro.
0: Negative. It's K two. Oh. K two. You're also dumb. Oh. Uh, that's... just wow. kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> I didn't want Justine to feel bad, but that was I wouldn't have gotten that. <laughs> I wouldn't have gotten medley. I would have never gotten that.
1: I said relay like an idiot.
0: No, it's fine. You're you're dumb. Okay, <gasps> what? Does, <laughs> What does F-A-Q stand for, Jake? F-A-Q. Frequently Asked Questions. Yes. John, what is a full house in poker? Full house in poker.
4: A damn good hand.
0: (laughs) Uh, It's uh, like five of the same uh, suite. No, sir. That would be a flush. It's
1: a pair. A pair and a trip. Uh, Three pairs
0: pair and the three of a kind
1: three of a kind
0: <laughs> that's it jake wins wow jake Ooh. wins jake. Uh, jake you're the smartest mm, mm, person mm, mm, in the room jake you're the that's s- right that's not why the do you part. assume you're the smartest in the room because you are jake you won today yeah. congratulations man thanks trivia trivia trivia
3: trivia
0: all right guys do it again
4: do it again i want i want redemption
0: you want redemption
4: i want redemption all right I need to know I'm not a complete
0: failure in life, and this is how I met him. We'll start with the the wiener. Jake, what is the name of Don Quixote's squire in Cervantes' classic novel? No idea. No idea. Uh, Sancho Panza. Sancho Panza.
4: I knew Jake wouldn't get that. He doesn't read.
0: John, what artifact from Greek mythology contained all the evil of the world... All the evils of the world and hope. What artifact from Greek mythology contained all the evils That's of the world?
4: He, he asked John. And hope, I can John. Answer, but
0: he asked John. Yeah, I'm
2: sure Patrick would know this. <laughs> uh, I know it. Yeah, I'm, I don't think I got it, but I'll say Pandora's box. Correct, Pandora's box. Yes, oh. wow, that is okay. correct. Good job, John.
0: Justine, what two kind of what two kinds of nuts are used in a Waldorf <laughs> yes, yes. salad?
1: Stop it. <laughs> These nuts.
0: These and what other kind? What two kinds of nuts are used in a Waldorf salad? What two kind of um, nuts? Walnut. Yes. And uh Waldorf. Con. No. Peanut. Peanut.
1: Really? Who wants a peanut in their salad when you can have better nuts?
0: <laughs> you always want like to, you always want to go <laughs> for like, the best nuts.
1: Peanut's like the bare minimum of a nut.
0: Uh, Justine is out. Yeah. Uh, Patrick, oh. what does the yes. acronym W O W stand for in computer game context?
4: Uh, World of Warcraft.
0: Correct, Jake. You are yes. out. John, yes. it's between John and Patrick. This is for John's re- this is for redemption for for Patrick and glory for John. John, what color are the blood cells that carry oxygen? What color are the blood cells that carry oxygen? Blue. <coughs> no, what color are the blood cells?
2: Oh, I don't know. White?
0: <laughs> I have no idea. Red. 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 That's it, Patrick. You've won redemption. Oh, no,
1: give him a question. Him I have question.
4: I have honor
0: now. No, no, because I didn't give Jake a final question, so. Yeah. So now I now we need to do one more time for me. Oh, we got it. We got <laughs> You guys just want to do a grudge match between the two of you? Yeah, let's plug it. Slow all right, sure. grudge match. Yeah, do it. Okay, here we go. Grudge okay, match. This is for all the marbles. This this is for title of smartest guy on the podcast. Are you ready? Okay.
4: It ain't much of an achievement, but I want
0: it. All right. Wow! All right, (laughs) Justine, you pick who goes first.
1: Uh, Jake.
0: Jake, what scientist is famous for formulating the law of universal gravitation? What scientist is famous for formulating the law of universal gravitation? Universal gravitation. Mm Mm-hmm. No idea. Isaac Newton. Isaac Newton. Oh. Okay. Ooh. So you do have oh, to. Oh yeah, gravity. You do have to answer this question, uh, Patrick. What is the Italian word for ham? What is the Italian word for ham? Um. It
4: starts with a P. Mm. Hmm. Pepperoni.
0: Pepper no. It's sliced thinly, sliced. <laughs> ham. Mm. Hmm. Um. Uh,
4: it's.
0: Seeing, no no it is prosciutto it is prosciutto oh you're, both, hey, you're, prosciutto. you're, you're, you're both you're suck. both dumb you there's no winner dumb. today, uh, no winner winner today. oh use. you you're both icarus you flew too close to the sun and the wings have yep. melted and now you plunge into the icy depth of your own stupidity
4: <coughs>
0: yep. okay, That's fine. i'm just kidding i most of these i don't know unless i have the answers i'm not gonna lie I'm I'm pulling a Trebek. I'm acting like I know because I have the answers in front of me.
2: I saw a great Isaac Newton cartoon the other day. He's sitting under a tree, and instead of an apple, he's getting hit in the head with a jack-o'-lantern, and it says, Isaac Newton discovers Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I'm the only one that found that (laughs) I love how much you loved it, though. I
1: think it's funny.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's good. You see, it's a jack-o'-lantern. It's going to hit him in the head, see? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That uh, mm-hmm. discovers Halloween, you see? Mm-hmm.
0: John, you're now, you're now getting close yeah. to the age where you yeah. think Dennis the Dennis Menace is funny.
2: No, that's never going to happen.
0: <laughs> or the family circus.
2: Oh, Jesus. God. Uh, I know for a fact, the only people that enjoy those are like grandmothers. That's what I'm <laughs> saying.
0: They, you're getting there.
2: They, they clip them out. They put them on the refrigerator. Unbelievable. That the family circus could still be running after sixty years, unbelievable. Is it
0: still?
1: I used to cut out yes, comic is. book
0: stuff like that. What about the Lockhorns? Uh,
2: the Dennis the Menace still runs, but Hank Ketchum has been dead for like thirty years. You know, they get people that can draw in that style. They still put his name on it. It's unbelievable. You look at the comic. I mean, nobody reads the comics anymore. But half the strips are like, uh, you know, cartoonists that have already died. You
0: know? Nobody reads newspapers anymore. <laughs> You
2: know what I'm saying? Except moi. Mm-hmm. All right. Marisol, what does that tell you?
0: You know what it's time for?
2: Digital movies.
4: Digital movies. Digital
0: movies. That's it. Digital Movie Club time this week. The long awaited Unforgiven, starring one Clint Clint Wood, Clintford Eastwood. I guess Clint is just his name. Uh, Give it to us. Give us the skinny on this movie there. uh.
4: All right. Unforgiven released in 1992 uh, on August 7th, directed by one uh, Clintford Eastwood. What? Uh, hey,
0: Mike, uh, get a little closer to the mic for this one, Patrick. Okay.
4: Directed uh, by Clint Eastwood, released August 7, nineteen ninety-two. Mm-hmm. Got an eight point two on an IMDb, a ninety-six percent on Rotten Tomatoes, with a budget of estimated fourteen million gross worldwide, one hundred and fifty-nine million dollars. <laughs> it made its money back,
0: and then some. Oh yeah. All right. So some context here. John, did you see this in the movie theater? Yeah, I did not see this in movie theater. I saw this on video. Um, I wasn't quite into westerns yet, but I, you know, was like, oh, I'll, I want to see this, this Clint Eastwood in a western. The context for those of you that don't weren't aware, westerns have been kind of dead for a little while. There hadn't really been anything since Pale Rider, which we watched. Pale Rider and Silverado were kind of the only Westerns we saw in the 80s when we were watching the 80s. So there hadn't been a Western in a while, and there hadn't been a Clint Eastwood Western in about seven years. So this was kind of something that he was, uh, it was a return to form for him, and uh, obviously being directed by him. In the interim, though, uh, Morgan Freeman had kind of started to rise. Like Morgan Morgan Freeman had kind of become a star. So that was also part of the uh, appeal. Here was watching uh, those two together. Uh, is this our first Morgan Freeman movie? Uh, yes. Did we watch
1: Driving Miss Daisy. No, we did no, not. We, didn't watch Driving Miss Daisy.
0: we did not. I no. think this is our first one. This is our first Morgan Freeman movie. Uh, we'll see him quite a few times over the next, uh, you know, from here on out. Um, but yeah, he had kind of he he won the Oscar for uh, Driving Miss Daisy, and so was a star in his own right by the time this came out. So that was kind of part of the appeal, and then having Gene Hackman. Uh, Gene Hackman was was a big part of the appeal here, and we've seen Mr. Hackman's work in the past, of course, in uh, *Poseidon Adventure* and uh, *Superman*. But uh, yeah, this is a interesting role for Gene Hackman. So uh, yeah, that's just a little bit of the, of the backstory. So yeah, this is kind of a, a big deal when it came out because it was uh, you know it was a return to the western for uh, Clint Eastwood. So that being said, none of I think John and I are the only two who had seen it. Uh, John, what did you think when you first saw uh, Unforgiven?
2: Oh, it it felt like a masterpiece, you know? Yeah. Uh, Some movies already feel like, you know, you can already tell, oh, this is going to be around a while. This is going to be like a classic.
0: And did you, uh, it held up for you, though, watching it again. Is this something you revisit a lot?
2: Uh, I've seen it a couple times since. It, It held up 100%. It didn't feel any different. Than it did the first time I saw it. This is, you know, timeless. I think.
0: Yeah, definitely feels timeless. Definitely uh, shot in a way that, uh, if you didn't know it was the '90s, you weren't sure. You, I mean, I mean, judging by every everybody's age, obviously. But if somebody was just watching this for the first time, they might not have any idea when this was shot or when it. It still feels very modern. Still feels very, um, you know, feels like something that. It feels- it, it,
2: it so, feels like the time it's supposed to feel. Yeah. <laughs> you
0: know? Yeah, yeah. It feels like it could have been made yesterday because it's so, so, uh, you know, it's it sticks to the time period. And I think the fact that they keep, um, everything's minimal. The sets are minimal. You know, you're in the, you're in the cat house and you're in the, you're in, like, you know, they're kind of on the prairie and all that stuff. There aren't really a lot of sets. There's not a lot of, you know, the, the town is a little, you're in the town somewhat, but not really. Uh, you're in it for the scenes with, uh with Gene Hackman, but you know, you can tell there's not much to the town.
2: It's one of those, you know, just sprang up, and they're just sort of, you know, here's the saloon, here's the livery, and that's about it, you know. Yeah,
0: we're just surviving. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. This does this movie does have a timeless feel to it. Um, yeah, if I mean, if anything dates it, maybe maybe the music in the beginning, that little song that uh, feels very, you know. But uh, other than that, I don't feel like anything in the movie itself dates it. So, yeah. And uh, just great performances by everybody. Richard Harris is in here. And uh, what a great little role, English Bob. Uh, yeah. This is pre, uh, pre-Dumbledore pre Richard Harris. So, there you go. Jake, what did you think, man? You know, it was
3: like the, f- the first... The first portion of it, I mean, we're used to seeing Clint Eastwood being just the, you know, the best outlaw, or you know, the best shooter, and just to see him kind of all washed up was an interesting take on it, and to see his, uh, to see the f- switch turn on at the very end, mm-hmm. I thought was pretty awesome. Yeah, I, I to think tried that- to try to escape, and just hit that life just kept pulling him back in to the point where it broke him.
0: Yeah, it's a little sad, and it. I mean, it's kind of a. The beauty of it is that he turns back to it, but he. It's almost. He at least he does it for the right reason. If there's anything to pull yeah. out of it, it's that he does it for the right reason. It's you know he's avenging his friend, obviously, mm-hmm. and then just the whole thing with with um, Morgan Freeman not being able to do what he used to do. That's a very sad scene, where yeah. you know. You know, it, it kind of takes all the glory. It's almost like Clint Eastwood is looking back on his own career. You know, he's looking at the Dollars trilogy and all this stuff and going, Yeah, you know, this is it looked fun, but you know, maybe, uh, maybe there's something more here. And uh, that's obviously the struggle that Morgan Freeman's having, right? Yeah. I saw Patrick shake his head there. Patrick, do you disagree?
4: No, I just got teabagged.
0: By who? Some kid? Some dude. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's what you get for playing games during the podcast. Um, I'm sorry, Jake. Uh, we, we interrupted you for that teabagging incident. Um,
3: no, it, it's, it's fine. His game's more important.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> did you, uh, which characters did you uh, relate to or, or, or stood out to you, aside from Clint Eastwood? Um, oh, God. What was,
3: what was the kid that they bumped into as they were heading into town and they kept shooting at him? Because he
0: couldn't see. Oh, the well, the kid, the kid they took with them. Uh, yeah, what's his name? It was his his friend's nephew. That's, yeah, what does he call that himself, was John?
2: Uh, oh, it's, it was the name of the gun. I can't think of the name of the gun. He just called himself the something kid, and it was the name of the gun. Schofield, yeah, the scol- the. S- sco- yeah, the
0: Schofield, Schofield kid is what it was.
3: So. Yeah, I can't see either. <laughs>
2: It gets It's funny when they figure it out. He's all, you can't see, can you? <laughs> there, there's no hawk up there. You can't see. Cover me. See. Far, cover me. But I can't, can't see. see. Just
0: shoot. <laughs> yeah, just shoot. Just, just shoot, shoot him. at him. Uh, yeah, you know, in this, in this movie, the kills are also very, um, there's nothing glorious or fun about the kills in this movie.
3: No, they're very,
0: um, what's the word?
3: Very matter of fact, I guess. Yeah. There's like no bells or whistles. It's
0: just kind of, it's not romanticized. Very quick. No, yeah, yeah. It's brutal. It's brutal. Yeah. <laughs> very brutal. And uh, even when the, you know, one of my favorite scenes is when he, after the the Schofield kid kills the guy in the outhouse, and he's trying to tell Clint Eastwood about, it and he's kind of trying to brag about it, and then he starts breaking down, and he says, uh, he's trying to kind of. Um, He's trying to reckon everything. He's trying to square everything up in his own conscience. And he said, "Well, he he has a co- he they, they had it coming." And what does Clint <laughs> would say? My favorite line in the whole movie: "We all have it coming, kid." You know, oh, we've that, all <laughs>
2: that is that's the best line in the movie. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, but you know that's it's 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 a great line, but it's also heavy. It's it's his yeah. way of saying you know what we're all going to be getting it. You know?
0: Yeah, we're all whether or not we're sitting on the toilet when it happens, we're all we're all getting it at one point or another. It's, it's like such a great and sobering line because uh, obviously you see that he, here's a man who's, you know, figured that out finally, who's kind of figured that out, you know, after being, you know, living a, the life that he led. And now he's raising pigs with his son and, and his daughter and, you know, he's had plenty of time to look back on how his life went, you know. Uh, Patrick, what did you think, sir?
4: Um I really, so I really liked like Gene Hackman and um, Morgan Freeman and were fantastic characters. I really liked it. I liked a lot of the dialogue that they delivered. Um, There's some really great lines from them and I I enjoyed that a lot to the point of it made the first half of Clint Eastwood's character uh, look really weak and in comparison to some really strong actors. He doesn't quite hold up for me.
0: So you're saying like the, his his usual take on being like laconic and not saying too much and just being a man if you will Yeah, were.
4: I mean it's it, it was like his delivery and everything like that was kind of – it left me wanting I guess would be the best way I could just explain it.
3: Especially when true. he's getting when he's getting held up at the saloon. I thought that was just like a
4: – No, I was okay with that. Like that's flat. when he starts to get a little bit better. I'm talking more um, – Like when he's on the farm and stuff like that, pre to the point like he gets to town, his his conversations and everything and his dialogue, the way he delivers it, in comparison with being on the screen with both of those actors.
0: Oh, yeah, you're saying he's not as heavyweight of an actor, which which I would as
4: heavyweight of a. A a script actor Like he's a very much a character actor and and a presence actor Like his presence is very good and intimidating
0: I I would tell you that I will say this There's there's a difference I think there's a big difference I think Clint Eastwood is a movie star And not necessarily an actor But I think that um, He waited for the right Like John said He waited a long time to do this Because he wanted Mm -hmm. to be the right age And I feel like there's a There's a little bit of a world weariness About Clint Eastwood just in general at this age that I think works for the character, even if he's yeah. not the best actor, because you're right, Richard Harris, obviously, that's, and Gene Hackman, I mean, I mean, Gene Hackman's on another level, that's just another level of of acting, and I think people overlook that because he does yeah. a lot of character roles, or supporting roles, I think people forget you know, what level he's really on, but this is a movie that shows you...
4: It's nice to see when his character shifts after Ned dies and Clint Eastwood kind of snaps to that point. I think that he it feels like he's hitting his stride a little bit more and he it it steps it up a little bit. I I enjoyed it after he made that switch, Um, you know,
2: because if you're you want that's the Clint Eastwood you want. Is the angry vengeance seeking eastwood it's it was hard to sit through the first half well, and it's falling. not
4: even that it's not even that I mean I get what you're saying but at the same time it's more of it even though he was angry and he was vengeful and you know he wanted to do right by his friend you could still tell that like he's weighing all of his decisions and everything he's doing he's considering the impact of those actions and it just seems like it, it I wouldn't even necessarily it just he feels like a different actor at that point. Mm. um i the set design was fine with me I enjoyed it I liked the story I liked that the message that you know while you know we may romanticize the wild west the difficulty in the dealing with the fact of like actually killing people day in and day out has a toll and weighs heavily on people I think they did a fantastic job with that
0: yeah yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: Um, and it really it, it helps illustrate that point really well um I just i the shift for me, I think, helped the movie a lot. Uh, in the beginning, I was just kind of like, this doesn't really feel like your prototypical Western, which, of course, it isn't, but um, it grew on me, I guess. I, have an inter- I, I really like Morgan Freeman. I really like Gene Hackman a lot. I,
0: have a, I have a friend who went to see this at the movie theater and um, was not at all impressed, and I remember he said uh, he got up to go to the bathroom, and he came back, and it was just as um, Clint Eastwood uh, kills Gene, he kills everybody in the bar, where he goes to shoot at him, and then it's a misfire, and then he shoots Gene Hackman oh, the whole yeah, thing. Yeah. And he thought, oh well, that's kind of a you know, he's like, oh, it's just a typical Clint Eastwood movie, you know. And he missed the scene where he shot um, the the pimp slash bartender. He missed oh, that scene. That's such a big moment. He missed that scene, and when he saw it on
2: sets, the whole thing off. Yeah. yeah, when he
0: saw it on video later, he said, "Oh my god!" Like that, just that little, that little <laughs> ten seconds or whatever, really set you up for the, for the for that. You realize that he he flipped the switch. You know, yeah. that's the moment where you see the, the the switch flip when he sees his when he sees Morgan Freeman outside of the of the that, that, that's saloon. Heartbreaking. Yeah. He missed that whole little scene, and so he just thought, oh, it's a typical Clint Eastwood movie. Clint Eastwood just does what he does in Fistful of Dollars and just clears out a room full of guys in the end. You know, but he's, you know, he just missed that 10 to 15 you seconds know, worth of uh, context. The,
2: the, the fuse is really lit uh, back when he finds out from one of the girls that, uh, that Morgan Freeman has been killed for something they did. He says he was killed for something we did, and the look in yeah. his eyes... And you realize he doesn't even care at this point if he dies. He gives the kid the money and he says, I got to go back. You know? <laughs> yeah. That to, that's to me is where it really flips into a, a whole different feel.
0: Yeah. And uh, another great line when Hackman's on the floor dying and he said, I don't deserve this. And, G- yeah. and he says, deserves got nothing to do with it and just kills him. Which is... Yeah, uh, he says,
4: I'll see you in hell and I'll say "I'll yes see you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Uh, Justine, you're the you're the most curious. Uh, I'm, a, I'm the most curious about you. How did you feel about this one?
1: Um, I agree with Patrick. It was pretty boring um, until later on.
0: Patrick didn't say that.
1: <laughs> I didn't say that I at all. I couldn't agree more, Justine. <laughs> I didn't Thank you. say that at all. <laughs> um, yeah, the whole beginning part was very boring for me. Until, I guess, I just want him... To do more, <laughs> so as he, so right when there at the in the in the um, the bar, and he asks who the owner is, I'm like, oh, cool, you're just gonna let that guy go, and then he shoots him. I'm like, all right, I didn't expect that, but it got interesting after that. But that's all the way at the end. So, um, it was the first a like forty five
3: minutes. It's kind of slow
1: a better Clint Eastwood film. It has a better story to it. Mm-hmm. I just don't like that he's playing himself.
0: <laughs> I don't I don't think he's necessarily playing himself, but he is commenting on his career. I will say that. I feel like this movie is a whole comment on like his career as a kind of a kind of a cowboy action hero. I feel like that's the yeah. I feel like
2: it's- you know when it came out when it came out that's what everyone was writing about. That this is kind of him, this is not your typical Clint Eastwood Western. And the fact that you do see him, those long stretches, which I guess some people find boring. But those long stretches at the beginning with what you're seeing is there's a man who 10 years ago for his wife said, I'm done with that. The drinking, the shooting, the killing, I'm done. And so you see he's, he's sort of inept, you know, he's forgotten how to shoot a gun. He's forgotten how to ride a horse. He's falling in the mud trying to catch the pigs and he wants the money. And it's what he's going to go through to get the money. And he's not even sure he can do it again. But I think what people were writing about when this came out was this is a this is him deconstructing his myth. He's not just the guy that comes riding over the hill and he with the guns blazing. And they said this is almost his way of deconstructing what he just spent the last fifty years doing. Yeah. Which is your, you know,
4: <laughs> Yeah. No, I, I, I totally you know. get that. I just think in the first half for me, I don't think he had the strength to really portray the loss and how he was mm. handling the fact that he was All of this is built up with him because of the fact that he, you know, married, had kids, and aside, like, it didn't convey that well enough for me. Yeah. And maybe it's because you didn't ever see the wife or anything like that. I don't know. But um, it just felt like part of it was missing.
2: Well, the knock he always gets, the knock that he's always gotten is he's not doing enough, that he's real. You know, it's like the Mount Rushmore school of acting. He's very... Um, it's like Robert Mitchum. There's a not lot, there's not a lot going on. You got to, you know, it's all sort of, if there's anything happening, it's behind the eyes and he doesn't do a lot, but when he does do something or when he sort of shoots somebody, a look, sometimes it speaks volumes, you know? Uh, yeah, he's not the greatest actor in the world, but I'd say this is one of his better ones. And the looks that he gives that kid, it just speaks volumes. The look, he gives that kid when the kid realizes this wasn't easy. I don't think I want to kill anybody anymore. You can have my gun. I don't even want the money. And the look he he sort of gives him, it really it's a different kind of acting. You're right. It's not sort of like the heavy lifting acting like uh Harris and Hackman do. But the look he gives him, you know, it's almost like a lifetime of acting to get that look, you know, yeah, that he's giving it, the kid. That's like, you know, you're right. That it ain't uh, working for him. <laughs> yeah. Justine, yeah. did
0: you have any did you have any uh uh Did you feel anything towards any of the other characters aside from Clint Eastwood? Did you like Gene Hackman? Were you my my thing is I always end up liking Gene Hackman and then he dies and you're (laughs) like you you I mean he is a he is a jerk but he's so good in that he's so good in that role though like when he just beats up English Bob because he knows oh so good he knows how shifty English Bob is. Yeah,
2: but boy, seeing him whip uh, Morgan Freeman was tough to watch, mm-hmm. and kicking, just kicking people to death, and and you realize he's a rotten guy. But what pulls you in is he basically just wants to keep the town safe, build his house, sit on the porch, smoke his pipe, and watch the sunset. Yeah. but he's still a rotten guy. Oh yeah, he's a bully. He's, he's he's a total he didn't bully. Even do
0: that right. Mm-mm. <laughs> and he's dumb. He's dumb. He's, you can just tell he's a bully. The duck of Death. Yeah. It's yeah, the yeah. Duke of Death. The duck.
2: Nobody's over. ever taken him down a notch. So, in a way, it's satisfying. The sequinist would get him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, you figure in another context, this guy would be the hero of the piece. Sure. He's trying to keep in another movie from a different time. He would be the guy keeping the peace. The Hackman character is keeping the peace when people blow into town and shoot up the saloon. You know? Right.
0: <laughs> right. You, you you get the idea that that doesn't happen in this town, that it's not like other movies where, he is the, yeah
2: He is the tough guy. Yeah, yeah. So.
0: Exactly. Uh, Justine, I'm sorry, I, I cut you off. Who did you, who did you like aside from, from Clint Eastwood?
1: Uh, I was really hoping that Hackman would team up with Eastwood, but it's just an unfortunate film where nobody wins, in my opinion.
0: That, you're um, right. You're absolutely right. You're, you're, you're absolutely right that nobody really wins because Clint Eastwood just ends up going back to the life. He, he, he's forced back into the life that he tried to escape
1: the kid kills someone and he didn't want to really do that um i mean you feel for you feel for hackman like i was like cool what a good guy and you just really like him and then all of a sudden i shouldn't feel anything for clint eastwood because hackman
0: but but john's right You, you...
1: you until you get to the part where he doesn't believe him for not killing someone but even if you didn't see that part and we were only seeing it from hackman's view you wouldn't believe that guy anyways
0: yeah, John's right. You, you you kind of understand where Hackman's coming from until, you know, he's he's like you know he, he's kicking Richard. I mean, you don't know what where the past is there. Obviously, he knows Richard Harris is a dangerous guy, right? He knows the the past that he has, but you know, you're so sympathetic to Morgan Freeman, and then watching him get whipped like that.
4: Yeah, that's yeah. that's
0: but just if you didn't brutal. Know that
1: you, he's not a bad guy then.
0: Oh, if I don't, well, oh, if I don't know this? He's not a bad guy. Well, yeah, yeah until you, you know. see that, he's not. You just think, well, like John said, you just think this, guy is, uh, this guy's just trying brutal. to keep... Yeah, he's brutal, but he's just trying to do... He's, he's trying to do he's the <laughs> right thing, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we can, say that about, we can say that about any bad guy, right? He's trying... Khan is trying to do the right thing in, in Khan's eyes, right? I got to avenge my wife, right? And that's what we've talked about. We just talked about it earlier today. The best villains don't think they're doing anything wrong. So mm-hmm. Gene Hackman... Yeah, it's probably, it's probably why uh, East would like the script because there's like, it's not like, here's the
2: heroes and here's the villains. It's like, wow, it really depends on where you're sitting in the room. This guy might be the bad guy. This might, (laughs) this guy might be the hero, but you, you know, it's hard to, uh to assign Eastwood the hero status when you hear what he's done. Yeah. He even says it. I've killed women and children and everything that crawls oh, or you, walk.
4: When you don't find that out till the
2: end, that's just like, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. yeah. He, he blew up a train with women and children on it or something. Yeah. Yeah. And then he says, he says, through, he says a couple times when somebody goes, were you really that tough? Could you really do all that? And he says, I don't know. I was drunk most of the time. I was young, drunk, wasn't thinking. I, uh, he's like, I'm not even sure if it went down the way they say it went down, you know? Yeah. It's just, uh, it's an odd movie, but it really, it's, um, it's there to shake up all the stereotypes. This is not, nobody gets to run into the, uh, to ride into the sunset. Uh, there's, nobody gets off easy.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I, of Justine, that's a great observation that it is a sad movie because nobody wins. <laughs> and then.
1: Uh, it's all upsetting. Um,
0: and then even the little epilogue where um, it talks about the mom going to the burial place because he's gone, you know, the burial place of her daughter to see, to find out, you know, what, and there's no answers for the mother. It's like everybody in this movie, even the, even the peripheral characters, you know, don't get, are shortchanged somehow, you know, everything's shortchanged by, by, by the decisions that happened in this movie.
1: It kind yeah. of reminded me of, um, because he's like, my mom wouldn't like the person I became because he killed that
0: guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're right.
2: <laughs>
1: It's almost it's like they almost had the same thing happening.
0: What movie was that,
2: Justine? Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi? Oh, yeah, yeah, right, right.
1: Sorry, I watched it like twice recently. Yeah,
0: that's mm. good. Uh, it's
1: pretty fresh in my mind.
0: Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very, I love this movie because it's not a typical Clint Eastwood western, and I think it's probably my favorite Clint Eastwood movie because of that. Um, I still
1: think it's a typical Clint Eastwood film, though. You think so? Yeah.
0: Well, it sure he doesn't. He still I, did.
1: He still did, and I told Patrick, I was like, "He has his one-liners again."
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, that's true. He, yeah, and I was like, "There it is."
0: He he does. There's but, more to...
1: golden age of one-liners for everybody.
0: <laughs> he does, but there's also scenes where you're not expecting him, like when the when the guy's begging for water before is he, he's dying oh, because man. he misses the shot, you know, and he you can tell he feels guilty, and he's telling him. Give him water, like let him have some water at least. Oh yeah, he, he
4: knows he killed him.
0: He knows he killed him, he knows he's going to die, and now he just wants the guy to like, you know, now he's got to hear him suffer. And you know, the, the young Clint Eastwood probably wouldn't have cared, but now, you know, and... and I think
2: there's more, there's more going on in this movie. It's, it's buried kind of deep, but there's more going on than in his other Westerns, which is why he's probably never done another Western. He said, this is it, this is my final word on it, because I don't think I'm going to find a better script. And I think this did something that his previous Westerns didn't. The one-liners are there, but it's not, you know, they're not dopey. It's not like Make My Day. They're memorable, but for my money, it's, it's not a dumb movie. There's something on its mind, and it's, it's slow revealing itself. But it's there. It's yeah. all the way through it. It's deconstructing what a Western is. And at the time, nobody was even thinking about that. That's probably why they hadn't made any Westerns. They couldn't figure out a way to bring something new to it. And... But, yeah, I mean, he's always going to be Clint Eastwood. It's kind of like the rap that Cary uh, Grant got or John Wayne. They say, huh, he's always doing the same guy. Yeah.
0: Well,
1: and- he's like a typical old Hollywood. Yeah. Not old Hollywood, but where he doesn't have much lines. So it, yeah. it is a still Clint Eastwood.
0: But I think he does yeah, that. He does. I think those are the roles he's attracted to because he's just, that's his persona. You know, he's And after it's like, watching, uh, yeah.
1: um, did you watch the Boba Fett film nope. on Disney Plus?
0: The Boba Fett, the uh, uh, the, the trailer? trailer.
1: No, they did a whole thing on Boba Fett. They broke. It Whoa,
0: down. really? No. I
2: haven't
0: anyway, watched it yet. But
1: they were saying how Boba Fett was pretty much modeled after Clint Eastwood. <laughs> and so they kept saying, they kept saying, no, he needs to talk less, talk less, talk less. <laughs> he needs to be more of a mystery. And like seeing Clint Eastwood do this because I saw that film already before I saw this film, and I was like. Yeah, he barely talks. So, Uh. I think
2: some of these guys know that that's not their strength. I think Bronson was the same way. They say Charles Bronson used to—he'd get a script and say, "Can you take some of this out?" I'm better when I'm not talking. They know what their strength is. Yeah. And if the strength is in that sort of like steely resolve, that sort of like quiet, sort of coiled energy. Exactly. Yeah. And you know what? What tells you? Leone wanted Bronson for those first three dollars trilogy he want every time out he picked up the phone and says i want bronson bronson always said no so he settled for clinton eastwood but that's who he wanted originally uh but both those guys kind of pull from the old gary cooper thing where you sit there and don't say anything and when you finally say one word everyone goes wow that's cool you know, it's
0: like, <laughs> you know what i mean it's like wow what a genius. Like, you know what not, you know what's funny john part of doing nothing you know? <laughs> i finally sat down and watched all of laura with uh mm. with uh, Dana Andrews. Mm. And I felt very much like Dana Andrews in that role. Uh because mm. I watched a little thing it was on it was on the Criterion and they were talking about how the the critic that was talking about it felt that Dana Andrews is kind of underrated for the same reason. He does a lot of the quiet, like it's not, you know, it's in the eyes like you said. He's just kind of it's mulling flat. he's mulling a lot yeah. of things over. You know?
2: Yeah. And for me no either. You know, that can strike you as boring, or you can say, "Wow, you know,
0: <laughs> deep rivers run, you know." Yeah, you know, still waters run deep. Down. But in this, yeah. for, for me and Laura, it didn't quite work. And I loved Dan Andrews in, like, say, Best Years of Our Lives, right? But sure. for, for me, and it, it didn't quite work because it just seemed like everything was happening happening around him. It seemed like he yeah. was he <laughs> was it seemed like he was almost out of his element, you know. And And, you know,
2: that's an odd movie. Laura's an odd movie because the star of the movie really is like the script. (laughs) Yeah. It's that you know, for for one, it really, it's not the actors so much. You need somebody mysterious to play the to play Laura, and you need, you know, everybody else. But really, um, yeah, the star is the dialogue in the scenario. It's not even the actors. He's not called on to do much.
0: I felt yeah, I felt like in Mad Case I was like, I was kind of comparing the two. And I was like, yeah. wow! In this one, he really seems like the, the story's just passing him by. Whereas if we're yeah. watching, we're talking about Unforgiven. Even though he is quiet, justine, you know, it doesn't feel like he's the story's passing him by. It still feels like he's involved in the story. Do you know what I mean? Even though he might not be hitting the, the same level as, you know, he's still a proactive character. I feel like he's he's it's, making it's things. It's still
2: happen. got a different pace. I don't know how it would play today. That movie is paced so slowly, and people do not like to watch slow movies. I don't know how it would play today, even though it's Clint Eastwood and he's popular. They might—that is a—that is a very sort of—it takes its time. That movie really takes its time, so it's that's another that's another problem. You know?
0: Yeah. Well, let's rank it and find out where we stand there, where this. Uh, I'm sure Justine has all the Clint Eastwood movies ready to go in the database. So we can just uh, compare and contrast.
2: Justine, Justine, what is your favorite Clint Eastwood movie?
0: Good, the Bad and the Ugly.
2: Yes. (laughs) And do you feel he's doing better acting, or is it just a better character or a better movie? (laughs) He's just badass,
1: so.
0: Okay. Uh, That's what we want. That's what we want from Clint Eastwood.
1: It's a total, like, good movie, though, so.
0: Okay. It's a great one. It's hard to beat that movie. I I always go back. Whole
1: package, it's
0: fine. I go back and forth between that and Once Upon a Time in the West, between which is my favorite Leone movie. Both are great. And if you ask me on one day, I'll tell you one. And if you ask me the next day, I might switch it up. Because Bronze, both Because Bronson's both just as good in Once Upon a... <laughs> And you have Henry Fond in Once a Time in the West. But then you have Eli Wallach in Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. And you have Lee Van Cleef. So it's like, ah, you know, I don't know which one. I, you know, they're both great. It just depends on... If I'm in the mood for a little more brutality, I probably go for uh, Good, the Bad, and the Ugly just because you get Angel killing people through a pillow. Uh, but... Uh, <laughs> But who's been a worse – It's weird to say this, but who's been
2: a worse bad guy than Henry Fonda yeah, in Once Upon a Time in the West? <laughs> he guns down a kid. He guns down a kid. Just shoots some- him. God, Henry Fonda for Christ's sake! Tom Joad. It's so crazy.
0: Well, since you used so my strange. name,
2: yeah. Well, it goes
0: to show you, it ain't easy. Hey, you know, you brought too too many. You know, I, I love them yeah. both. No. Uh, I really wish Leone would have stuck to his original plan and had. Uh, the uh, good, the bad, and the ugly guys there waiting at the train for Bronson.
2: Yeah. That, was that the, wasn't easy at that point. That was the original <laughs> plan.
0: But then he would have killed I him. The- he would have killed him. He would have killed Clint Eastwood.
2: <laughs> Better than it's Jack
0: Elam and uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. Woody,
2: Strode <laughs> Woody Strode and those Strode. guys.
0: <laughs> All right, guys. Let's rank it. Patrick? No, no, no. You know, uh, let's see Patrick for last this time. Jake. I give it a seven. Seven Alright you're already ruining my plans But uh yep. John
2: Uh it's a solid ten It's almost for me it's almost a perfect movie
0: Justine Um I'm
1: between
2: a five and
0: a six so. I'll what six. So, Oh good as Casablanca I'll take it <laughs> Patrick That
2: backfires every time <laughs> A six good as Casablanca <laughs> Patrick, 8.5,
0: 8. not bad. I go ten. Yeah. This is a ten for me. This is uh, this is like John Every said,
3: divisive film. Like today.
0: John said, it's almost a perfect movie. I think it's because everybody's expecting a certain something out of it. Just like Heartbreak Ridge, which is an, uh, one of, another one of my favorite cleaners because it's so goofy. I and mean, you guys hated it, and me and John loved
2: it. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I, but I will say I, that compared to th- that, I find a little cornball. And oh, compared to this. You it, know, it's, it's to- not the same. Oh, league.
0: no, no, no. It, it, it's totally cornball, but it's just, it's fun <laughs> yeah. because it's, you know, it's fun because it's him just being a goof. It's him goof. It's the closest, you know, closest you'll see to him playing straight comedy is doing like Heartbreak Ridge. Be- before Unforgiven, he had done some kind of
2: goofball movies. He did like The Rookie with Charlie <laughs> Sheen. Sure. And he did and he- Cadillac. He did some things that weren't great. So this was like really like hitting it out of the park. Like, remember me? You know, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, you're right. I, st- that- I You know. And it won Best Picture. We haven't even mentioned that it won Best Picture that year, and he won Best Director.
0: Best. So that was a pretty picture, big deal. And, best and Director. Gene
2: Hackman. Uh, let's see. And also, Gene Hackman won for Best Supporting Actor. How about that? Yeah, that was a big, big year.
0: How do you like me that? now? Six point six point five. I like now. Hmm?
2: hmm.
0: Hmm. I don't
3: hmm? think she
0: cares. I'm talking nah. more about Jake.
3: Nah.
0: I already distrust. <laughs> I already distrust Justine. I can't. You can't trust I this.
2: Just, I thought she was going to throw us a curveball after everything she said. I thought she was going to give it like an eight, you know, like she usually does. Like, was, I don't know. And then it's like an eight. It's like what?
0: <laughs> it was boring. I give it a nine. Yeah, mm-hmm, it's a better storyline
1: than most of his films, but. Uh-huh. Um, and usually, I love films that are just upsetting at the end, but mm. um, it was just too boring. Like. It
3: mm-hmm. it took too long to get going. I'm fine with taking like, you know, the first hour.
0: It yeah. took too long to get going. You see the girl get cut up in the first minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: But it's yeah, it's like you start it's like you start off strong and then you just drop off a cliff and we're just right. having to work our way all the way back I up. I agree
1: with Shake. Yeah.
3: Mhm. You're like, "Whoa, what's <laughs> going on?" and then it's like so you want?
0: So you just want? Hour. You just want story thrown at you with no development of like the characters or their situation. You just yeah. keep throwing me. Just keep. I, I would say that I would disagree with you guys I need because something
3: to watch while I eat my popcorn is what I need.
0: I will say mm. that every every scene in this movie pretty much advances the plot to where you get to the end. There's no wasted scenes. I don't think. I don't think there's any it's, superfluous. You yeah. know.
2: But, it's, uh, but you do have to meet it halfway. It's a, it's, and you're out in the middle of nowhere with two guys riding on a horse. You do have to kind of just sort of like go with it. You know what I mean? Uh, you're right. There's not a lot going on in town right off the bat. It's a lot of them sort of like catching up on the, you know. But there's a lot of Westerns like that. You think about like Ride the High Country. There's a lot of like riding horses and talking because you're just out in the middle of nowhere. True, you
0: know? true.
2: Tell him, John. Tell them. Well, we well, we didn't watch that movie,
3: so.
0: Print it. Well, oh, we're going, we're going, going to. to. <laughs> we're going to now. Uh, and you're going to be really sad. Oh, if you thought North this was Arabia Western if movie? you thought this was just uh this took a while, ride the high country, yikes. And I like that movie. And,
2: shit. and there's shit going on. And my God, it's Sam Peckinpah, for Christ's sake. <laughs> yep. but, but, but sometimes if you're out in the middle of nowhere and you're on a horse, it's time for character development because what else are you gonna do? It can't all be firing at the bad guys.
0: You know? By the way, that is the first movie I remember that they used the word Peckerwood. Uh, for uh, Oh, Ride the High Country. Yeah, Ride the High Country was the first time I, I think it's the first time they used the word Peckerwood. Which is a great well, I got what I love about that movie is I think it's
2: the last it's Joel McRae's last movie. And he goes out he goes out real strong,
0: you know. And Randolph Scott. Yeah. Randolph,
2: yeah. Scott.
0: I I, Randolph Scott. Randolph Scott. Randolph <laughs> Scott. You do what does he say? You do it for Randolph Scott. Uh <laughs> you'd do it for Randolph Scott, wouldn't you? All right. Listen, I'm I'm not gonna make fun of Patrick and Jake this time. Or Justine. I'm sorry. I'm not gonna make fun of Jake and why Justine. Keep,
4: why do I keep getting dragged on No, you're not you're day, not getting buddy. cause
0: I because I'm just dumb. You're, I'm not going to make fun of, of Jake and Justine today, but I will say that you guys need to. Uh, we can't spoon every, spoon-fed spoon everything to you. Little Gerber yeah. baby food. Sometimes uh-huh. you got to be a big boy like Patrick. <laughs> sometimes you got to be Jeez. a big boy like Patrick and just you know <laughs> use your brain, you know? Uh-huh. Okay? All right. You know,
3: sometimes you just have to tailor your opinion to those you're around, you know? You no. can't just
0: Ooh. stick to your guns. Hey, you have that's to rough. stick to your guns. That's right. I mean, that's yeah, yeah, that's fine. You can, your opinions can be wrong. That's fine.
2: Um, <laughs> well, you're, you're, you're ending on a great
0: note there, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Justine, what do you, like you to You know what's yeah. going you know to flip this? We're going to talk about what's coming up next week. Justine, what do we got for next week?
4: Sneakers!
0: Oh, talk about divisive.
4: Oh, my you know God. What? I hope somebody hates it so I can rip them apart.
0: There you go.
2: I'm already, hey, you know I, what? You're setting me up for failure here. <laughs> The way you said it, I thought it was going to be Snake Eyes. I'm going Snake Eyes. I thought it was Sneakers.
0: <laughs> sneakers. Robert Redford, Sydney it it. Sydney Poitier. Robert
4: Redford, uh, fucking
0: um, what's Our, his name?
4: Um,
0: Our old friend David Strathairn. Uh,
4: the bad guy. Uh, we just saw him in Shang Chi, and I can't remember his name now. I just was thinking of it. Uh, fuck. He plays the Mandarin. Uh, oh, Ben, ben Kingsley. Hensley? Thank you, Kingsley.
3: Jesus, I was going to kill
0: him. Don't spoil um, it for course. everybody. They don't know that he's a bad guy.
3: Easily. Is it? Is it a movie about sneakers?
0: It is. It's a movie about the rise of the Air Jordan sneaker and how one man built an empire.
3: Wait,
1: wait. So fucking exciting. Is this a prequel to The Tennis Shoes where comu- the computer wears tennis shoes?
0: <laughs> Yes. <laughs> it's a and it's, it's also And <laughs> it's also a sequel to The Man with One Red Shoe. Oh, boy. And he The Red Shoes. You. And. Oh, hi, Obi. And The, gr- and the Wearing of the Grin. Mm. Uh, I love it, guys. We are, we are ready. We're going to. I know that I'm just going to flame. Uh, I don't even care. I owe Patrick's for some bad reviews I for some movies care. that I love. So I'm just going to go in and rip this apart. Yeah,
4: give it a five. I don't even care. You own it. I'm cool.
0: <laughs> I just bought it for you because I know you love it.
2: Oh, such a yeah,
0: John loves this. I don't even know where John lands on this movie.
2: You know, find I can't out. Re- we'll find out. No, I can't spoiler. remember. Don't I know I saw you. it. I can't remember it. I'm gonna have don't to take catch up. This away
4: from me, Dana Croyd. Uh,
0: Justine, have you seen this movie? Sydney
4: Poitier. I mean, goddamn. Poitier. No. I
0: think
4: I might have made her watch it once. Oh, you're gonna. No, you're, I haven't seen
0: it. You're in for a treat. I, honestly, that's you're in for a treat. That is not a. That is not bullshit. Hey, uh. Who who directed this? Is this directed by Sidney Poitier too, or uh, isn't it Redford? I don't think
2: so. Or maybe no. it's Redford. Here I look. Wow, well, you don't
3: even know who directs your, one of your favorite movies. It's disappointing?
0: This is yeah, like a piranha.
4: Enjoying the movie.
0: For oh no, day. it's, it's Phil Alden movie. Robinson directed it. The music is by James Horner. If you're wondering who Phil Alden Robinson is, he did other movies like Field of Dreams. Music
2: by Danny Elkman?
0: Music by James Horner. <laughs> he did do Field of Dreams, John.
2: That was a lucky guess. I've never seen Field of Dreams. <laughs> what?
0: What? Are we going to watch that? It's we, we passed it already. It's super okay. corny, but gosh, it's good.
2: It's a cornfield.
0: Yep, yeah? it is. Wow, what a great little show we put together today.
2: Justine, I got a score for you. Uh, there's, I think there's an empty square. On lethal uh-huh. weapon three,
1: yeah,
2: you can put me down for a five. What? Yeah. What? Ha-
0: what no, happened, John?
2: That
4: ha-
2: was the week I. Uh, that's the week I was out. But, I had to get X-rays.
0: No, I know, but what? Ha-
2: a five? Yeah, I think by this point, I. <laughs> 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 by this point, uh, yeah. Bad. Now you can all now you can all turn on me no. and attack me. No, no, no. It's um, I, but by it's this fine. time I'm just kinda I'm kinda over it. I, I always love seeing Mel Gibson and Danny, uh, Danny Glover, but by this time I'm like, all right, all right, enough. Talk about, you know, the one liners and the cliches. I'm like, all right, all right, I've seen this movie. So and even Joe Pesci's annoying. You know, usually I love Joe Pesci and in this <laughs> movie, he is really annoying.
0: Mm. So I don't know, tough to sit through. Okay, well, you know, that's wow, John. I, I'm not gonna lie, that's a fair assessment. I and you know what? Lethal Weapon 3 is one of those movies where I liked it, but if somebody else hated it, I'd be like, Yeah, I get it. There's, there's however, movies.
2: it's a perfect popcorn movie. I know that I was probably probably saw this the first day it came out, mm-hmm. you know, and it's a perfect popcorn movie, but at this late date, I'm going, All right, I've seen this movie, and about a hundred just like it, so I'm like, All right, all right. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, it's just uh, for some reason richard donner feels the need to make these as frenetic and loud and um just uh you were right about that. overwhelming I, 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 as possible
2: <laughs> they I oh, listened yeah. to that show yeah and you're right on the money they're just it's like a it's like a it's just craziness everything's going on at the same time you know, you know
0: he's got the music uh, overpowering the dialogue and then the dialogue is just a, a mile a minute and it's overlapping and there's a lot going on and it doesn't always work it's not a movie you just want to, like you just want to relax and watch a movie it doesn't happen it's it's not But a very- you
2: know what this is one of those movies where you look at the money it made and if you were to listen to what how an audience was responding to it like on opening night they're probably laughing and cheering and screaming and I, I mean this is exactly what you want in an action film sure. and i'm sure that he just he hit on a formula and it's like blow stuff up you know car chases jump out of windows wise oh, yeah, cracks it was, it was you know? a huge success yeah yeah every one of these movies it's like printing money when you look at what these movies made they just said please make us one more you know yeah. i guess there's like one more right the yes. first one mm-hmm. yeah mhm yeah where's
4: short hair
0: and uh, oh was that right and <laughs> and we and, and 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 get Jet lee food.
2: yep right oh and chris rock right
0: yeah 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 yep. we get a we get a young chris rock don't we yep 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 yeah so yeah, well, no, I, I, I agree. I don't disagree, John. I, I was surprised at how much I like Lethal Weapon three when I watched it again. But but yeah. but some of the stuff gets annoying after a while. Like it's just the, the choices Richard Donner made. It's like, dude, how loud does this movie have to be? How many, you know, how what? how much, how many people can talk at the same time, and how fast yeah. can we deliver these lines? It's kind of like, oh, you sound like,
1: you sound like an old man.
0: Yeah, I oh. want to. <laughs> I do. You know what? Mm-hmm. I want a movie that's 3 hours long where it's just two guys riding horses and <laughs> contemplating the life ahead of them. You know why? Because that's I'm ma- ma- Yes. Because, because I'm ma- I'm mature enough to be able to go Oh, I can infer what they're thinking. I know what he's thinking about. I can see these things, and I'm not like... Uh,
2: that being said, those are two completely ugh. different movies. Please. <laughs> Unforgiven versus Lethal Weapon 3. 2 They're going for completely different Le- ideas. Like here. John
0: Sandy said famously during the pandemic, I have no trouble entertaining myself. Mm. Mm-hmm. Did I say that? Yeah.
2: <laughs> Sounds like I was delirious.
0: You were... Re- <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You guys, this is great. What a great mm-hmm. show. What a great... Con- I didn't realize Unforgiven, one of the greatest it's movies... It's
2: going to be so of, divisive. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> w- w-
0: w- widely recognized as one of the greatest movies of all time. I- I'm so surprised that it wasn't... Uh,
2: well, we here at
4: Superiority Complex don't like to disappoint.
0: That's right. We also don't like I'm to... A- go- we also <laughs> don't like to agree, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I'm a goofball because I really
2: thought that Justine was going to fall in love with this movie. I did, too. So I-, I really did, too. <laughs> Just like-
0: I really did, too. Goofball. That's me. Hey, a goofball. Sorry. No, it's okay. (laughs) That's how we do these things. For Patrick, for Jake, for John, for Justine, we're going to say this transmission is now...
4: Sneakers!
0: (laughs) 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 We all got it coming. Until next time, unity!